Hello and welcome to the Men Lupus podcast, a show that talks about lupus, its friends and the effects they have on men. My name is Michael and I am your host. Today's episode is about the differences, if any, between lupus in men and women. So what is the differences? So what is the difference between lupus in men and women? Before we begin, it's important to note that individual experiences with lupus can vary wildly and the things we are about to talk about are general trends rather than hard rules. Also, these findings may not apply to all men and women with lupus. Lupus as we learned in episode 3, What is Lupus? is a chronic autoimmune disease that affects multiple organs and tissues in the body such as the skin, joints and internal organs. It can cause various symptoms such as skin rash, fatigue, joint pain and fevers. Lupus causes the immune system to attack healthy cells and proteins, resulting in inflammation and damage. Lupus can affect anyone, but it is more common in women than in men. So in this episode, I will talk about some of the differences between men and women with lupus. So we'll cover the possible causes of lupus and how sex hormones may influence the disease. The ratio and age of onset of lupus in men and women. The severity and types of symptoms that men and women with lupus may have. And the diagnosis of treatment of lupus in men and women. So let's begin with the possible causes and sex hormones. The exact causes of lupus are not fully understood as I mentioned in episode 3, what is lupus? So they may involve a combination of genetic, environmental, such as chemicals and diseases, hormonal factors or any one of them individually. Some possible triggers of lupus include viral infections, certain medications, sunlight exposure, sunlight exposure even, puberty, childbirth and menopause and stress. Additionally and curiously, exposure to silica, which is a mineral found in mining and glass production, has been linked to an increased risk of developing lupus. The risk is particularly high for those who have been regularly exposed to silica dust at work. The sex hormones may also play a role in the development and progression of lupus. Women with lupus have abnormally high levels of estrogen and low levels of progesterone. Men with lupus may have lower levels of testosterone and higher levels of estrogen than men who do not have lupus. Estrogen is known to stimulate the immune system, while progesterone and testosterone have anti-inflammatory effects. Therefore, an imbalance of these hormones may contribute to the autoimmune response in lupus. So for those who don't know or aren't sure, estrogen, as we mentioned, is a sex hormone in men as well as females. So we'll focus on the female from birth side. It helps with bone strength, is good for the heart, plus has positive benefits for mental health and moods. So it has more going for it than just the sexual side of things. By the way, did you know there's three major forms of estrogen? Estrone or E1, Estradiol or E2, 
and estriol or E3. So all three are primary forms but at different times. Estrone is what the body makes after menopause. Estradiol is the most potent or estradiol is the most potent one and in your body through a female at birth's reproductive years. And estriol is during pregnancy. So apart from the usual adult things associated with estrogen or certain female attributes developing, there's some things not related to that which estrogen affects. These are brain function, which includes being able to focus, blood sugar levels, circulation including blood flow, bone and muscle mass, cholesterol levels, moisture in the skin, and collagen production. I must admit, I did not know these things before I started researching into the hormone links. Testosterone is a hormone that both women and men produce, but at lower levels for females compared to males, and high levels can help with building muscle mass as it is also a steroid in its natural form. There is a synthetic version, and when you hear the term anabolic steroid, that's what people are normally referring to. Testosterone has three main roles. So from the beginning, which is fetal development, then puberty for male children, and finally adulthood. It's involved in body hair and puberty hair, increases the size of a certain organ, testes, and your prostate glands, prostate gland rather. By the way, to the males that are listening, if you haven't done it already, please get a prostate check done. It's the second most common cancer in men and the fourth most common overall. Over 1.4 million men worldwide had prostate cancer in 2020. The stats aren't out yet for 2023, so unable to give those figures, but please don't be part of those stats because you didn't get a check done. Plus, it's worth it for peace of mind, men. Progesterone, in short, is a natural hormone produced by a woman's ovaries after she ovulates during the second half of her cycle. If the egg isn't fertilized, then the production of progesterone falls and a new cycle begins. Taking high levels of it as medication can possibly have a small increase in the risk of breast cancer. There are no known serious consequences of the body making too much progesterone. The one I mentioned is as stated through medication and not the body's production of it, just to clarify. A curious fact though, is that if there is no progesterone or levels are low, then it can cause heavy bleeding during a female's monthly cycle. There are a couple other things that it could cause, but we won't go into those here. Okay, so the hormones I just mentioned are not the only explanation for the female and male differences in lupus. Recent studies suggest that chromosome differences and environmental exposures may also influence the risk and severity of lupus. So let's break those down into the three sections for a better understanding. 1. Genetic factors. Women have two X chromosomes, while men have one X and one Y chromosome. Some genes related to lupus are located on the X chromosome, 
which means that women may inherit more copies of these genes than men. Some of these genes may also be more active in women than in men due to a process called X inactivation, which randomly turns off one of the X chromosomes in each cell. In some recent studies, only 10 to 30% of those end up with SLE. 2. Hormonal factors. Women have higher levels of estrogen and lower levels of progesterone than men. Estrogen is a hormone that can stimulate the immune system and increase inflammation, while progesterone is a hormone that can suppress the immune system and reduce inflammation. Some studies suggest that women with lupus have abnormally high levels of estrogen and low levels of progesterone, which may contribute to their disease. Some men with lupus may also have lower levels of testosterone and higher levels of estrogen than normal, which may affect their immune function. Number 3. Environmental factors. Women may be more exposed to certain environmental triggers than men such as infections, stress, sunlight, medications or chemicals. These triggers may activate the immune system and cause inflammation in people who are genetically susceptible to lupus. Women may also have more hormonal fluctuations than men due to menstruation, pregnancy or menopause, which may affect their immune response. Toxins can play a role in causing autoimmune illnesses such as lupus. So how about ratio and age onset? Lupus affects about 5 million people worldwide. And that's the ones we know about. And out of those, only 4% to 18% of them are men. The male to female ratio of lupus varies depending on the age group. Among children and adolescents, one in four patients diagnosed with lupus is male. Between the ages of 15 and 50, males represent about 6% to 10% of patients diagnosed with lupus. And after the age of 50, the disparity drops slightly, as men comprise one in nine new cases. The average age of disease onset for men is around 40 years old which is nearly 10 years later than that for women. However, the diagnosis of lupus can be delayed in women, which means that it takes less time for men to be diagnosed with lupus once they are showing the symptoms. When lupus is diagnosed in someone after the age of 55, it is called late-onset lupus, which affects about 15% of patients who have lupus. When compared across all age groups, late-onset lupus curiously affects a higher percentage of men, according to the NHS website. Lupus affects about 1 in 1,000 women and 1 in 10,000 men in the UK. Now let's continue and look at the severity and types of symptoms. So, lupus can range from mild to severe depending on how it affects the body. Mild lupus mainly causes joint and skin problems, which I've personally had for years. Some people may have symptoms that do not interfere with their daily activities, 
while others may have severe symptoms that require hospitalization or intensive treatment. Moderate lupus involves inflammation of other parts of the skin and body, such as the lungs, heart and kidneys. That would also include swelling of the hands and feet, which I've recently been going through. Severe lupus results in damage to these organs that can be life-threatening. So, in my case, that would be clots on my lungs and one in my heart, which was and is still being treated with blood thinners to hopefully stop new ones from appearing. Lupus affects everyone differently, and men with lupus are more likely than women to have more serious symptoms. This may be because men are diagnosed later than women when their disease is more advanced. It may also be because men have less access to healthcare or less adherence to treatment than women. Some of these symptoms include the following five areas. 1. Kidney problems. Men with lupus are more likely to have kidney involvement and kidney failure than women. Kidney problems can cause symptoms such as blood or protein in the urine, swelling in the legs or ankles, high blood pressure and reduced urine input. 2. Heart problems. Men with lupus are more likely to have inflammation of the heart, pericarditis, that's known as, hopefully I pronounced that correctly, which can cause chest pain or shortness of breath. Men are also more likely to have coronary artery disease, also known as CAD, which can increase the risk of heart attack or stroke. 3. Lung problems. Men with lupus are more likely to have inflammation of the lungs, pleuritis, which can cause chest pains or difficulty breathing. Men are also more likely to have pulmonary hypertension, which is high blood pressure in the lungs, which can cause fatigue or fainting. Also, inflammation of the tissues lining major organs, including the inner lining of the abdomen. This inflammation is called serocytis. Number four, blood problems. Men with lupus are more likely to have anemia, which is a low red blood cell count, which can cause weakness or paleness. Men are also more likely to have antiphospholipid antibody syndrome or APS which can cause blood clots in the veins or arteries. Blood clots can lead to serious complications such as deep vein thrombosis or DVT, pulmonary embolism PE, stroke or miscarriage in females. Number five, nervous system problems. Men with lupus are more likely to have seizures than women. Seizures can cause loss of consciousness or convulsions. Men may also have more cognitive impairment problems with memory or thinking than women. Men with lupus generally develop the same type of symptoms as women and the most common symptoms between men and women are skin rashes, joint pain, mouth ulcers, hair loss, muscle pain, sensitivity to light, fatigue, weight loss, swollen glands, depression and anxiety, with a few differences.
Men may also have more skin involvement than women with lupus, especially on the scalp and face. However, women with lupus are more likely to have joint pain and swelling than men with lupus. Some studies have found that men have some seizures and immune-related anemia. We can tend to have less dry eye or Sjogren's syndrome, I think. Probably got that wrong, but uh, yeah, I'll go with that. This is a possibility that men with lupus have more instances of heart attacks, or rather there is there is a possibility that men with lupus have more instances of heart attacks compared to women with lupus. Men with a condition called Kleinfelter syndrome, which is where a man gets an extra X chromosome, have a higher risk of developing lupus. There's also a recent study that suggests men with lupus have a poorer health literacy than women with lupus which in its basic form means we have struggle with achievement and knowledge and personal skills needed to improve health by changing personal lifestyles and living conditions. That last one is very intriguing theory to think about. So we've gone over the differences with the possible causes and sex hormones the ratio in age onset, and the severity and types of symptoms. So now let's look into any differences in the diagnosis and treatment. Lupus is not easy to diagnose because its symptoms can be similar to other conditions which we touched on in episode 2, How I Found Out I Have Lupus. Men tend to be diagnosed faster than women once they have symptoms. A doctor will usually do some blood tests to check for certain antibodies that are associated with lupus. They may also do some x-rays and scans to check for organ damage. Plus, they may also do a biopsy of an affected area, which in my case was on my arm. Lupus has no known medical cure, but its symptoms can be managed with medications and lifestyle uh, changes, such as dietary. The treatment for lupus, the treatment for lupus depends on the severity and type of symptoms that are the treatment for lupus depends on the severity and type of symptoms that a person has. Some common medications for lupus include antimalarial drugs like hydrochloroquine, which is used for skin joints, fatigue, and also suppresses the immune system. Anti-inflammatory drugs like two anti-inflammatory drugs like naproxen, ibuprofen and diclofenac, uh, free. Steroids like prednisone or methylprednisone, no, methylprednisolone. Biologics like belimumab or 
rituximab. And then there's five, number five, the immunosuppressants, like azathioprine or misophenolate. Now, I'm sure I've got most of those uh, pronunciations wrong, but I'm going with it. <laughs> These medications help to reduce inflammation, swelling, rashes, pain, and organ damage caused by lupus. However, they may also have side effects such as weight gain, infections, bone loss, and mood changes. Therefore, it is important to follow the doctor's instructions where possible and also monitor the response to the treatment. Lifestyle changes can also help to improve the quality of life of people with lupus. And some of the changes, and some of these changes include 1. Using sunscreen and wearing a hat in the sun. 2. Eating a balanced diet and drinking enough water. 3. Learning to pace yourself and avoid getting too tired. 4. Staying active and doing regular exercise. 5. Trying relaxation techniques to manage stress. 6. Getting regular checkups and tests. And 7. Avoiding smoking and alcohol. In conclusion then, lupus is a complex and unpredictable disease that affects men and women differently and also similarly in many ways. The reasons for these differences are not fully understood, but they may have, but they may involve genetic, hormonal, environmental, and immunological factors. While women are more likely to develop lupus than men, men may have more severe symptoms, organ involvement and complications than women. It's possible that lupus can be diagnosed with blood tests and imaging studies, then treated with medications and lifestyle changes. People with lupus can live well with the disease if they follow their treatment plan and take care of their health. But that is not always the case with treatment plans, as many have found problems with the medications causing more issues when used long-term. Treatment is tailored to each individual's needs and may change over time, although the medications are actually always the same ones. So, is it really tailored to individuals or is it actually just tailored to lupus? What will it take to get the supposed experts to look further into these links? Much more research is needed to understand these differences and I'm sure will help improve the diagnosis, treatment and prognosis of lupus for both sexes. It's always recommended to consult a medical professional if you think you may have lupus. You can also find support from various organisations that provide information, education, advocacy and research on lupus, such as my podcast. In today's show, we spoke about the various differences between both men and women with lupus. We learned how some things impact our lives more than others do, compared to women, and vice versa, like testosterone and estrogen. How we can be more at risk of certain organ issues, 
The thing is, though, despite the various differences between us, the reality is that those of us who have, who do have lupus, are all facing the same problem of the effects it has on us. No matter what our gender is, we all have to deal with the same illnesses and must keep positive and focus on the good in our lives. Otherwise, lupus and its friends will bring us down mentally and emotionally, as well as the physical aspect of it. Many people don't believe that we have an illness or disease as it's formerly known. But we know and shouldn't even try to convince those doubters around us. Both genders have to deal with that and both go through organ problems that can hospitalise us at times and for some more than others. So our differences balance out and that's why when we talk to each other we can relate to each other regardless of gender. It is a lupus problem that we have and not a gender one. Thank you for listening to the Men of Lupus podcast. Please subscribe so you do not miss any episodes. Also, please leave a rating and review because that will really be helpful. May your hearts be filled with love, happiness, faith and peace. God bless you.